the Carolina Panthers have traded out of the number eight. They are trading with the New England Patriots at number 15. Future second goes back to Carolina. Welcome back to another episode of Clubhouse Convos, number 10, double digits, boys, uh, joined by Evan and Connor as usual, and two special guests, Frankie Molino and Dan Hayes, friends of the program. Guys, welcome on. Would you like to uh, introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So my name's Dan Hayes. Uh, I'm a quarterback at Western New England University. Um, so for this pod, uh, we're doing the NFL draft, and it's something that is my hobby in scouting NFL players. And the next person you're going to meet is kind of like my partner in crime with this stuff. Um, so I'll have you take it away, Frank. I'm Frankie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the partner in crime. I, I, I'm a student at UNH. Um, I would have to say that the draft is a big hobby for Dan and myself. Um, we pretty much just live off making mock drafts at this point. So I know <laughs> one more, one more should definitely be fun to add to the list, kind of wrap this up before the draft. I'm excited. Yeah. I think Evan, Connor and I are also excited as well. Everybody decked out in their football gear. I'm dressed as Roger Goodell. I'll be playing commissioner tonight. Uh, so the way this draft is going to work, each of us have assigned teams. We just went one through five and then continuously assigned teams. Uh, based on your number so once a player is taken they're gone so this isn't a this isn't five mock drafts being shared this is one simulation of a draft uh, two minutes per pick trades are allowed so it, we're going to try and make this as close to a real draft as possible uh, is there anything else you guys want to add before we get started or should we put dan and the jacksonville jaguars on the clock good no, i'm good all right, Newman, throw him on the clock. Two minutes starting now. Uh, when Dan's ready, he's going to send me his pick, and we'll get started. I would expect that pick, that pick pretty soon. Yep, and the pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Up to the podium. With the first overall pick in the 2021 Clubhouse Convos draft, Dan Hayes and the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Uh, I think that one's kind of a no-brainer. That puts the Jets and Connor Newman on the clock. Two minutes begin now. How do we feel about the Lawrence pick? I, I believe we all yes. had him penciled in at number one. And real quick, I'd just like to pitch to Frankie and Dan. So Colin has said on the podcast – I'd love to just get their opinions. Colin has said on the podcast – that he is not sold on Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. What would you guys respond to him with? You're crazy. I mean, you're crazy. Listen, I'll give you maybe, maybe Zach Wilson in the end ends up being the better prospect. 
I won't say that I don't like Trevor Lawrence as a prospect, though. I am sold. I'm 100% sold. All right. Yeah. Well, the Jets pick is in. Um, Get to the podium. Yep. Rogers arrived at the podium. With the second pick in the 2021 Clubhouse Convos and a NFL mock draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson at number two quarterback from BYU. That puts Evan and the San Francisco 49ers on the clock. Evan, your two minutes start now. I think, again, consensus number two is Zach Wilson. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Trade solidified that pretty much. So. I believe so. Um, just real quick about Zach Wilson. I saw that there was a report that um, that like they, they told the family of Zach Wilson that he's going there. So I think that's pretty much second like stone. stone. Yeah. Anything else would pretty much put them without the most important position on the field for the 2021 season. So, I mean, <laughs> kind yeah, of they got James Morgan last year in the fourth round. Dude. Come on. Oh, you're right. I forgot they were going to start him this, this year. I forgot that's what we were going with. Do Smart. Frankie or Dan think there's any potential for Zach Wilson to not be number two and it be uh, perhaps Justin Fields? At this point, no. Couple weeks ago, I could have said possibly, but I I don't see that happening. Um, I would have to agree. I think at this point, the closest thing to a blue chip prospect at the quarterback position in this class, outside of Trevor Lawrence, is easily Zach Wilson. Well, the I one mean, thing on Zach Wilson is that he's just a one year type player. Like he Newman, just the, broke out this past is, year, and that's about it. Is that a fair like concern? I. Um, you can take this. All right. I would agree with you in that he is a bit of a one-year wonder, although he did show flashes before that. He had some injury issues, I believe, in 2019 that held him back a little bit. Um, the biggest thing with him is level of competition. But if that's your biggest worry compared to, say, Fields's one-read issue and things like that, I I mean, I just – I think he's a head-and-shoulders better prospect at this point. Pretty much. All right. Um to wrap that up, the pick is in at number three from the San Francisco 49ers. And Evan is selecting quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. Oh, you just ruined it. Well, you were <laughs> fucking behind. Oh, shit, by you. Um, yeah, so I'll just give a quick rundown of Mac Jones. Um, obviously, I think San Francisco to move up nine picks, they're going to take a quarterback. I think we know that much. Um, let's see. Ownership let Jimmy Garoppolo know that they plan on taking a quarterback. And something that caught my eye about Mac Jones is that he recorded the single highest QBR in a season in the metrics history. Just since 2004, he's had the highest QBR in college football, which I think is quite remarkable. And they like him. I think he, he'll fit well in Shanahan's offense. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Um. You can ask Frank and you can ask a lot of my uh, teammates here at Western. I think the 49ers taking Mac Jones would kind of be a mistake. I don't see why you trade multiple first round picks to get Mac Jones. I don't see the high end upside. Um, I will not deny that he is a good player. He is a great processor and he is also very accurate with the ball, but his arm talent down the field is just not good. Um, I find it hard to believe the 49ers 
would draft a guy that at his pro day was overthrowing his receivers to compensate for his weaker arm when they have a quarterback in Jimmy G that lost in the Super Bowl because he overthrew a post route. Like, I just find that very hard. I'd rather take the potential of a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Dan, I agree with you. I think Justin Fields, when I made this mock draft, I had Evan selecting Fields. I think Fields is the better quarterback. I don't think it's really that close. I mean, Mac Jones, arguably the two best receivers in the country last year on his team. And I just think, like, all this Justin Fields knocking has really only come because Zach Wilson has just emerged as a better prospect. There's not necessarily a huge knock on Fields himself. It's just that he's not in that tier with Lawrence and Wilson at this point. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of have my own two cents on this one. So, obviously, I would say most people would agree that as an overall prospect, right, Justin Fields is head and shoulders better than Mac Wilson. I don't think there's anyone who would deny that. But a better pick for the 49ers in a Shanahan system that schemes everybody open already, all you need is a guy who's going to throw it to the right place. The last thing you want to be worried about is a guy who, as of right now, I'm not saying he's not going to grow out of this. I think he will. I like Justin Fields a lot as a prospect. I, but right now he has an issue where he doesn't even look past the first read half the time. So when you're in a system that takes care of the athletic issues for the quarterback, a smart processing guy like Mac Jones almost makes sense. And he's basically Jimmy G on a rookie deal for another four years. So you can get rid of Jimmy G with his ridiculous contract. Newman, I, I never was ready to start the clock. I was waiting for everybody to respond to my text. You want to restart the clock, Norman? Yeah, I can restart the clock. You can rethink it. Does anybody – well, I only got one response from Frankie. So, I guess – is anybody looking to move to four? No. My teams are I'm not. Okay. Okay. Uh, then I'm ready. My All pick's right. in. All right. Sounds good. With the fourth pick, uh, I'm just going to skip saying the rest of that shit. With the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons and me are selecting Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. Uh, that puts, sorry, Frankie and the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock. <laughs> Any reactions to my Pitts pick? Well, I, I real quick, i just like to pitch the question – I don't know why they would consider trading out of this pick when you have a guy like Kyle Pitts there. I know – I think it's the right pick, Colin. Um, I don't know why they're even rumored to want to trade down. I don't know what the rest of you guys think. I just think this guy seems like a generational-type talent, like one of the best tight ends that's ever come out of the – ever come out of school. Why would you trade down and not take him? I get uh, you have Hayden Hurst there, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it, you have to take this guy. Two, two things for me. Uh, number one, the pick is in, so we'll get to that in a second. But if you're Atlanta, I think you're looking at how much the Dolphins got in return for San Francisco jumping up to three. And you're saying, well, if we can get three first-rounders and a third-rounder out of this and move back, you know, four to six spots and maybe get uh, one of the better linebackers in this draft or one of the top three receivers, they have plenty of needs. Not that wide receivers really need for the Falcons. But they have plenty of needs that they can address later while adding a lot of capital because they're entering a rebuild. Uh, Dan, do you want to add to that before we get to the pick? Uh, yeah, kind of what Colin was saying. Um, you can get a lot in value from uh, trading trading down in the draft, especially where the Falcons are. They have so many needs where it's like 
is Kyle Pitts as good as he is? Is he going to fix your entire team? You already have Julio Jones, Calvin, Calvin Ridley on the team. And as we said, Hayden Hurst, yes, he's 30 years old, but you have a decent offensive core Bring in an Arthur Smith as your head coach who turned around Ryan Tannehill's career, made that offense insane as it was in Tennessee. Does Kyle Pitts really fix that where your defense is so poor? So why not get multiple draft picks and try and rebuild this defense back to what it was sort of like when you made that Super Bowl run? So that's kind of my take on that. I agree, now, man. I say that, and I thought I absolutely love Kyle Pitts. Um, so I'm not mad at the pick at all, but that's kind of the rationale to trading down. All right. Uh, Evan, are you ready? With the fifth pick in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals and Frankie are selecting wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. First wide receiver to come off the big board. Um, personally, I think this is – kind of a two-headed race if this were out of the first four picks to play out. Uh, I would think Chase and then Penny Sewell would be the two obvious options. Uh, I personally think they're probably going to take Chase as well, Frankie. What are everyone else's thoughts? Wait, I'm sorry. Before I get your thoughts, this puts Dan and the Miami Dolphins on the clock at number six. So my thoughts on my own pick, um, I think Jamar Chase – and Joey B reuniting would be just a dynamic combination for years to come in the NFL. I think that there are only two blue chip prospects in this class. That's what I think. I think it is Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase. That's it. I think not as much as we love Trevor Lawrence, there are some questions, but a blue chip prospect is an almost perfect prospect. And if we remember what we saw from Jamar Chase back in his prime year, what was that last year? So 2020, that man was absolutely unbeatable with another wide receiver on his team too. And he still had the same production. He's, he's unreal. I think he's the best receiver in this class, hands down. Do you guys like the reunion with Joe Burrow? Love it. I, I love it. Um, as a quarterback, having that receiver that you know, like kind of just can bail you out type thing, and especially they have that bond already being at LSU. I mean, that that's pretty much like it's a good thing to have. So. I mean, that wide receiver core, T. Higgins, uh, Auden Tate, um, blanking on Tyler Boyd, and then you add Jamar Chase to that. It's one of the best scores in the league. Um Unless Joe Mixon, that's a good offense next year. Yeah. That's got to be a top 10, maybe offense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the pick at six is in. Oh, yep. Sorry, I'm With the sixth bit. pick, the Miami Dolphins and Dan Hayes are selecting Penne Sewell, tackle out of Oregon. Uh, I would think we would agree, best tackle prospect in a long time. Oh, shit. I keep forgetting to announce who's next. This puts Connor Newman and the D Detroit Lions on the clock at seven. Um. Well, the one thing about the Dolphins with this pick is they selected Andrew Thomas last year, and I know they have Robert Hunt at right tackle, who's not terrible. So is he going to play right tackle? I know he was auditioning, maybe going over to that right side. Like, if you're the Dolphins, what would you do with him? And that's um, honestly, you, like, go to camp. You have everyone compete, and you just put them where you see fit. 
whether it's at right tackle, whether it's at left tackle or right guard, wherever you're going to put him and you think you have your best five offensive linemen, you just put him wherever. He can play guard. He could play tackle. Now, he's going to probably have a slight learning curve at the beginning because he's not technically sound like a Rashawn Slater, but his potential is through the roof. He's absolutely going to help protect Tua, who does need protection. Um, so that's kind of where I see the whole Penny Soul fit. I know there's this, well, what about Robert Hunt? Pen, Penny, uh, sorry, Penny Soul is just going to be a stud for like 10 to 15 years on that offensive line. Uh, Evan? Would you like to play the jingle? I would love to. There's been a transaction made. The Washington football team is now on the clock at seven, trading this year's 19th overall pick and their first rounder next year to the Detroit Lions. And if you want to play the jingle again with this pick, the football team selects Trey Lance at number seven. Wow. Um, so I, I'm the football team, and my explanation here is I personally think that if they are going to move up, it should be for fields, but I haven't seen one fields to football team link at all. I've seen a considerable amount of Lances, and I know that, like, on big draft boards, a lot of experts are kind of torn in between Fields and Lance at this point. Obviously, Lance, coming from the same school as Wentz, had a lot of college prowess, um, but at a lesser lesser competition level. And then, yeah, I guess Fields is just sliding down draft boards at this point. Um, Real quick, we have a trade. Okay, so on on the clock at number eight was Pan- the Carolina Panthers and Evan yeah. and the trade. Uh, hold on. The Carolina Panthers have traded out of the number eight. They are trading with the New England Patriots at number 15. Future second goes back to Carolina. So Patriots on the clock at eight. Newman, if you want to start those two minutes, anybody have any thoughts yeah. on – Lance to the football team. Um, I'll just give my side as the Lions. I was really looking for either Chase or Sewell to make it down. Obviously, they didn't. I consider going with Justin Fields. I don't know how long they'll they'll uh, put up with Goff there, but I think trading down, the Lions have a lot of needs. I was fine to to trade down. I know the football team makes sense for them to trade up. Anybody else before we get to the pick from New England? The other thing with that, so I could definitely see the Lions trading down. I've seen some reports where they're definitely in talks. The only thing is, if you're the Lions, it would be fantastic for you to pick up a Rashawn Slater here. I mean, that would be such a nice fit. A gritty guy like that who's already day one a top – I really think he's a day one top 15 tackle in this league, especially in pass protection. So, I don't know. I I definitely see them trading down if they got enough value, but I think that would be a fantastic pick also. They could certainly use the help on the offensive line. Uh, one, one quick piece before we get to the pick. I had mocked out who I thought everybody was taking. I actually had Lance falling to 19 at the football team, but I felt like I just needed to move up to make that happen. And I didn't expect seven to become open. 
I was uh, questioning whether eight was going to be jumped up by possibly New England. So I felt like getting up to seven to get Lance was a safe move. Uh, but anyways, Evan, the eighth pick from the New England Patriots is in. That is Frankie's pick. Yeah. Oh, stupid fuck. Fuck up. <laughs> With the eighth pick, the New England Patriots and Frankie have selected Justin Fields, quarterback of Ohio State. We've now seen five quarterbacks go in the top eight picks. Uh, this puts the Denver Broncos and Colin on the clock again. Well, real quick, quick reaction. It's a tough spot for the Broncos now because they're essentially stuck with Drew Locke with all five quarterbacks going off the board. So that's a tough spot to be in for Denver. Uh, and I feel bad for John Elway because I think Drew Locke is fucking terrible. That's just my two cents. So I think if they don't get a quarterback, it's a huge loss for them and their franchise. And Justin Fields to the, uh, to the Patriots I think is great. Um, I think he comes in and – you know, I don't know. I assume he'd have to start, but I think he'd say it's a, it's a tough decision, Frankie. I think he so I love the Justin Fields pick. That's why I traded up to make it. I think that is literally the best possible decision the Patriots can make. I think it's one that they're going to make because they've had even Josh McDaniels working with him. You don't have your OC work with a rookie quarterback unless you think you have a chance of getting him. Um, I think that. Um, the Broncos would actually be okay. I've had, I've mocked the Broncos without taking a quarterback a few times. I think that team's just that one position away, of course, but what's another project quarterback going to do for you this year? Cause that's all they're missing is this year. If you're talking about development, I think you can wait another year with Drew Locke. Honestly, I don't think he's the guy, but he could be still. It's a little too early. I think if you're going to have a project anyway, not one of those blue chip guys, then I would just draft someone better a trade back at that point. I'd echo Frankie's point. Uh, I My pick is ready. All right. Good. Yep. With the ninth pick, the Denver Broncos are selecting uh, – somebody help me with his first name. I don't know it. Slater. Sean. Sean Slater. Sean. Out of Northwestern, I believe. Yeah, Broncos are – my quick reaction would be the Hold Broncos on. are a team that needs that. Frankie and the Cowboys are on the clock at 10. The Broncos need help uh, on that offensive line. Uh, they've lost people like Matt Paradis in recent years. So getting somebody like that – and Frankie's really high on Rashawn Slater. So I mean, if Drew Law can have some protection, yeah. I think he might be a little better. That offense is insane if it's healthy. Yeah, it. it is. Yeah. I, I love – Rashawn Slater, I've made it very clear. I've even told Dan this before. You guys are going to probably not agree with me 100%, but that's okay. I think Slater's a better tackle prospect than Penny Sewell is right now. Um, I look at it this way. Penny Sewell has short arms. NFL teams hate that. Rashawn Slater also has short arms, but he has that ridiculous technique and foot speed to make up with it. Something Penny Sewell is missing. I kind of see Penny Sewell as more of a, a – guard in the NFL at this point not because I think he can't play tackle I just think teams are going to value him more as a guard and I think that's honestly why the um, Dolphins traded back from three I don't think they're as worried about getting Sewell as they were at the beginning of this process uh, to me that's a surprise because I've heard Sewell thrown around as like the best tackle prospect in the last decade or so 
I don't know if anybody else is like that. It's interesting. You, um, I think this the reason for the disparity in how we look at some players is because of this whole uh, COVID year. Um, there's no pro days, or there's some pro days, but there's no there's none of these team workouts where they can actually get to know the player. And so a lot of us that can't get to actually know this player, we look at film and it's like we all have different views on players after watching film. And Daniel Jeremiah has he's well known, well respected on NFL Network, and he has Rashawn Slater's tackle one. Um, but you look at other people like a Mel Kuyper or someone else, and they have Penny Sewell. And so I think where you have these two great guys, I mean, Frankie have debates all the time. Um, I think it comes down to preference of what do you like? Do you like somebody in uh, Penny Sewell who's just an absolute freak of nature and has all the potential in the world? Or do you want this day one ready tackle that's just technically sound? So I think yeah. it comes down to preference. Certainly a debate. Yeah. Um, the 10th pick is in from Frankie and the Cowboys. Patrick Sertan, quarterback or cornerback, excuse me, from Alabama, will be heading to Dallas as the tenth overall pick. That puts Dan and the New York Football Giants on the clock at eleven. Two minutes starts now. Uh, I had Sertan going here at ten. I think it's a great fit, Frankie. His dad wants him there. Is that correct? I heard that as well. I mean, I think everybody wants him there at this point, except for maybe an Eagles fan. Um, I, I think this is just a no as no-brainer as the Jaguars picking Trevor Lawrence at this point. He's the best corner in this class. I don't think there's any debate about that anymore after he ran a, what, low 4-5-40, showing that he had at least decent top speed. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just the best corner in this class all around, and he has no injury issues. So, Do you think there's a chance that a team might want to – leapfrog the Cowboys and pick Sertan? Is there any team that would stand out to you? I think it's going to be tough because there's a lot of value, especially in the offensive line at those high single digit low tens picks. So it's hard for a team to want to trade back, especially after the quarterback teams. I mean, you're talking giving up a first round pick this year and a second next year for a cornerback. That's tough. That's a tough. Yeah. So, but I do like Sertan a lot. I just don't know if he's that level of blue chip corner where he's worth that. Real quick, I mean, Dallas lost a lot. They lost to Uzia and they lost Xavier Woods in the secondary. So, just, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The pick is in from the New York Giants. Dan is selecting linebacker Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Uh, I think we would all agree the best linebacker prospect in this class. Dan, would you like to explain the fit? Uh, also, this puts the Eagles and Connor Newman on the clock at 12. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, I really wanted uh, Rashawn Slater, um, but obviously he went to the uh, Broncos. Uh, my next best player on the board for me as the Giants was Micah Parsons. You get to pair him with Blake Martinez, who kind of had a, a little breakout season after coming from Green Bay. And I think him in that Joe Judge system is just going to make that defense insane. You just signed a Dory Jackson. You already have James Bradbury there. Your front seven's really good. Um, I could see them going edge maybe in the second round, and you're you're really talking about a good defense in that pretty average NFC East. So, I mean, I, I love the pick. Um, he's going to be great for that Joe Judge system. I mean, if they are to get Parsons – 
Giants or football team as a better defense in that division? I think that would make it a close debate. That's tough. Um, I don't know. I That's really close. I'd probably go football team just because that front seven is the, some of the scariest talent I have seen. Yeah, I'd agree. But I, I really do love the Giants defense as well, Dan. Uh, to me, they're the reason they won six games last year. That team was shit without Barkley. Um, yeah. Anybody else before we announce the pick? I think um, I'd say I'd still go football team. I think the Giants are one pretty good weapon outside of Slayton away from being a contender in that conference or in that division right now. I think one good weapon, maybe a guy in the second, third round of this class to go along to help Daniel Jones not suck would be fantastic. What about Galladay? Yeah, regardless, <laughs> I still don't think they're there. I love Kenny, but Galladay, Slayton, and Shepard is not good enough for you, Frankie. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. That's not with Danny Dimes. Hey. You have Danny Dimes at quarterback, bro. What do yeah, you guys true. think? I think that sounds I decent. I, I like Shepard a lot. Sounds decent to me. I don't love Shepard as much as I think a lot of people do either, though. I think well, he's underrated nowadays. I like Sterling Shepard, but I don't love him. I don't. I mean, he's. I mean, he's their number three. I forgot they signed Galladay. That's my bad. But still, regardless, I don't. I don't know. It's something about the Giants. I don't know. I just don't see it. I love the football team's front seven. They're a quarterback away from actually being a pretty good football team. I think. Well, in this draft, they're getting Trey Lance and the Eagles at the twelfth pick. Will be getting Devonte. Devonta, excuse me. Devonta Smith out of Alabama, the second wide receiver to go. Man, bro. <laughs> but we lost the commission. What? Oh, I'm frozen. Oh, you're good. You're back. There you go. What, what cut out? What'd you guys miss? Whatever you said thing. after Eagles. Do it uh, again. <laughs> fuck. Um, All right. Should I run it back? Yeah. All right. <laughs> a little technical difficulty there on the stage uh the eagles at the 12th pick are selecting devonta smith wide receiver out of alabama this puts the los angeles chargers and evan on the clock at 13 newman you can start those two minutes and then uh explain your pick here for smith well dan i hope i made you proud um I thought – I really thought either Chase, Waddle, and Smith, I thought really only one make it to me. I was expecting both to get there. Uh, in my opinion, I think Smith, to me, is just more of a sure thing at the NFL level, so I went with him, although the argument can easily be made for Jalen Waddle. So I think either way, if this were to be the scenario uh, come next week, I think the Eagles make out very well. Yeah, um, so obviously, uh, for those that don't know, I am the Eagles fan here, unfortunately. Um, I think how you look at it as maybe mediocre of a rookie season Jalen Rager had, he is that speed guy on the outside. So I think in Jalen Waddle would be redundant. So I much rather have Devonta Smith, who is 170 pounds, but he can really separate from any DB. So I much rather have that for Jalen Hurts to develop than just two speed guys on the outside that don't do much otherwise. So I'd rather have somebody that's going to get open for Jalen Hurts so he can develop or the next guy next year. 
Um, did anybody else mock out who they thought was going to be selected? I would be curious to know. I had Smith, so. I had, I had you taking Waddle, but I had Smith off the board. I'm kind of I'm kind of low on Smith, not going to lie to you. If I were to have them take a receiver, I guess it would be Smith because I think Waddle and Rager is a little redundant for the speed guys. Of course, Waddle's much better than Rager, I think. But um, I don't know. I've had them take J.C. Horn a couple times. It feels a little rich for him, but I don't, I'm a little lower on DeMonta Smith than a lot of people are, I think. So. Well, to segue in to what Frankie just said, At the 13th overall pick, the Los Angeles Chargers and Evan are selecting J.C. Horn, quarterback out of South Carolina. This puts me, the Vikings, on the clock at 14. I guess I'll go through. So, <laughs> J.C. Horn, because I think the Chargers really need a cornerback, uh, watching a few of them games. Also, Connor, I hope I made you proud. I hope. It was hard because I actually <laughs> thought about Waddle. And I strongly considered it with the fact that he's still there. But I think they need a cornerback really bad. And if Rashawn Slater was there, I would have taken him, obviously, to fill in that offensive line need. Uh, but I think this is a really good cornerback who d- plays press coverage fantastically. And I think he would be a great fit with the Chargers. They, they need that defense to be rejuvenated going into next year. I don't know what you guys think. I just got a question. Um, did you consider Christian Darasaw? I did. I did actually. He was my my second option with Waddle, um, and he's a he's a really good player. But I I went with the cornerback just because I feel like that's more um, that was more of a sure thing. Gotcha. All right, the pick is in at fourteen. With the fourteenth pick, the Minnesota Vikings and me are selecting. Christian Derisaw tackle from I don't know where. <laughs> Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Uh, that puts at 15 the Panther, Carolina Panthers, and Evan on the clock. Two minutes starting now. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, I had J.C. Horn being available here and Minnesota selecting him. I think it would have been a good fit. They lost Anthony Harris this offseason and Harrison Smith, so their secondary needs some help. But I think the next best player on the board outside of Jalen Waddle is Christian Darasaw. They don't need a wide receiver with Jefferson and Thielen. Um, and that offensive line with Cook, I know they had some injuries next year or last year, and I don't think their tackles are that good, right? Riley's not great, and their other tackle had a lot of injuries last year. Well, so Riley Reef is gone now. He went to Cincinnati. And then you do have Brian O'Neill at right tackle. And so the question is, is Ezra Cleveland, who was their second-round pick last year, is he going to play right guard or is he going to move to left tackle? Because he was drafted as a tackle. Yeah. Um, But you look at a lot of stuff out of Minnesota saying Ezra Cleveland is not ready to play left tackle. So it's like, all right, do we just keep him there right, right guard and get a tackle in the draft? And I agree with you. If Darsaw somehow goes by um, the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm turning in the pick immediately to get Darsaw. I'm filling yeah. that left. I think he slides right in on that left tackle for them. I think yeah. that's a fantastic statement, Dan. I think Darasaw is 
And any other draft that doesn't have like two blue chip offensive tackles, I think Derisaw is a top 10 pick. So absolutely. So I, I think that would be extremely fortunate for the Minnesota Vikings to get him. Yes. But also go uh, Christian Barmore, but they do have some. Yep, I looked at him too, but they just, uh, they have Pierce and they shot, signed Dalvin Tomlinson. So I feel like that need has been filled. Um, the pick is in at 15 for the Carolina Panthers. They will be selecting wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, forming quite a scary trio of Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Jalen Waddle in Carolina. This puts Dan and the Arizona Cardinals on the clock at 16. Yeah, I think the fact that he's still there at 15 is is something that the Carolina Panthers would have to pounce on. Um, I think right now we saw how Teddy Bridgewater fared with uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, and he played well. I mean, I think both of them had good years, but I think bringing in that third guy, you bring in Sam Darnold, this is a scary offense, and you get those three receivers. Obviously, DJ Moore is probably going to get more one-on-one time. Uh running down the field. I just think this is would be a great fit. McCaffrey. Yeah, obviously, McCaffrey at running back. He's back healthy. So, this is a scary team. I got to be honest. This offense could be really good. Their defense has holes, but this offense looks to be really promising if they can get Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I, can, I have to agree. Um, it's a great way to replace Curtis Samuel, who kind of had like a breakout year for them last year, and he, he was really good on my fantasy team. Yeah. Um, so, I, that I mean, especially with Joe Brady's your offensive coordinator, you, you're talking about a team that I don't know if they're there defensively yet, but that offense is going to allow them to compete and maybe be like a 7-10 and 10 type team with this new 17-game schedule. Yeah. I'm really high on Carolina. I'd, I'd see them – it's a tougher division, but I'd see them I, – I would not be surprised to see nine out of them. I'm really high on Matt Rule. The, uh, Evan and Connor know that. I've liked him since the day he was hired. Um, but the pick is in at 16. Dan and the Arizona Cardinals will be selecting cornerback Caleb Farley out of, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe, Virginia Tech. Correct. Okay. That puts Connor Newman and the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock at 17. Yeah, so Caleb Farley is somebody that's kind of sliding down some boards because of injury concerns. And um, where I'm Arizona, I'm looking at my DB situation. I just lost Patrick Peterson. and Really all I have is Byron Murphy. And I'm kind of going to take the risk of his back issues uh, for what he could be. I know he's got a lot of potential, but um, he's just somebody I can't pass up, especially with the need at corner. And I don't know if there's really another position that I'm looking at taking. I had um, Bearmore here. That would make a scary defensive line. But I agree, agree, Dan, there is definitely a need. Barmore is definitely somebody to look at there. Um, But I thought corner was just the more glaring need. So, All right. I love Um, that pick. If everybody's good on 16, the pick is in at 17. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this first name. Aliha? Vera Tucker. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, offensive lineman out of USC at 17 to the Raiders. This puts the Miami Dolphins and Evan on the clock at 18. Newman, explain. Uh, yeah, so for the Raiders, I was greedily hoping that somehow Micah Parsons made it all the way down the board. But after he got taken, I was willing to take down to Vera Tucker, who I have as the fourth lineman on my board. I wasn't willing to go. If he went, I wasn't going to go a lineman. I would have found somewhere else to go. But if he's still there, I think he's suitable. The Raiders lost pretty much their entire O-line this offseason. So they got to start rebuilding that. I think he's a good option for them. Tell me something, Connor. Do you think Elijah Vera Tucker plays guard or tackle in the NFL? Dude, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I literally, I feel like the Raiders have are, need both of those positions. I think he could slide in probably either or. Oh, they could use everything considering they basically just told everybody on their offensive line to get out. So I know. But, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Follow the fucking curb. Real quick, Colin. Can you plug this in for me? Yeah, sure. Uh, Newman, how many seconds does uh, Evan have left on the clock? Like a minute. Oh, oh God, that's a long-ass minute. <laughs> Was he the Dolphins? Evan, might I remind you, they already took Sewell earlier. So, boys, how was uh, how's everybody's Tuesday today while we wait? Good. Anything exciting okay. going on? Whatever. Had an off day from practices, um, but that's there about it. I lift at seven in the morning, though. So. Sounds brutal, man. Not that <laughs> bad. Awful. I was up at nine fifteen today. Um, yeah. The pick is in at this is eighteen Miami. Yeah. The pick is Christian Bearmore, defensive lineman out of Alabama. This puts the Detroit Lions and Connor Newman on the clock at 19. Uh, just a reminder, traded up or traded down with the Washington football team at seven, who drafted Trey Lance. So, Connor, you're on the clock. Yeah, so I'll just talk a little bit about this pick. With the Dolphins, this was a tough decision because I think they do have some glaring needs. They needed a linebacker. In particular, they just lost uh, Godshow to uh, the Patriots. So there goes their nose tackle. I know they have Christian Wilkins and um, Emmanuel Ogba on the ends who are, you know, I think they're really good. I think Emmanuel Ogba is super underrated. This is a guy to plug into the middle. This is a guy that I think if he slips this far, a team at 18 would be lucky to take him. And I think the Dolphins are a team that can bring him in and really plug him in wherever. I think this would be a great add. And I think the Dolphins, again, are a team that will probably do very well in this draft in particular. Yeah, great drafting team historically yeah. thus far under the uh, Brian Flores administration. I forget who the name of their GM. He's a good GM. He I, is I, a good GM. Is it Greer, maybe? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Um, Newman, I guess your time. Oh, the pick is in. With the 19th overall pick, fuck me with this name, the Detroit Lions, <laughs> Jeremiah Owosu, 
Coramol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> well, Roger Goodell just got his contract voided by the NFL. Uh, linebacker <laughs> out of Notre Dame to Detroit. Uh, this puts the Chicago Bears and Frankie on the clock at 20. Newman, explain. I got picked. Yeah, I went there. Uh, I was thinking about, oh, God, what's his name? The Northwestern corner something. Greg Newsom. Yeah, Greg Newsom. I was thinking of going there. I think they need someone on the on defense. Uh, had Vera Tucker slid to 19, I probably would have taken him there because they have needs on O-line as well. But I think uh, Owosu Karamoa is a fine pick for them. I know they traded down. I mean, looking at how we've drafted so far, I probably wouldn't have traded down in hindsight, but I think they get a value player. I think he's a really good player uh, at a Notre Dame. Uh, Newman, just a reminder, if you hadn't started the clock, start it uh, on the Bears. But Newman, yeah, I got it. after that remark, who would you have taken at seven had you stayed there? Um, Probably Slater, although I, I greedily wanted him to make it to the Chargers, so I might have left him off. <laughs> gotcha. Um, the pick is in at 20. Bears have selected uh, Tevin Jenkins tackle out of, I don't know where, Frankie, I'm sure you do. He is out of, oh my God, Oklahoma State. Awesome. I love this dude. I think he, my bad, my bad, got ahead of myself. The Colts and Dan Hayes on the clock at 21. Frankie, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. Sorry, I just got too excited. I, I, I love this player a lot. Um, as far as an offensive lineman goes, I think he's about as exciting as they get. Um, the way he mauls dudes in the run game is second to none in this class, except maybe Penny Sewell. Um, I think the Bears really need help on their tackle situation. They have Leno Jr. And uh, they just signed some other guy, too, in free agency. I think they have a... Uh, Elijah Wilkinson, neither of those guys are Tevin Jenkins. This dude's a mauler, and I wasn't really expecting him to still be there, not going to lie to you, at this pick. Um, I usually mark, uh, mock Caleb Farley there. I usually have him falling. But, um, yeah, I just think they need help anywhere they can get it right now, and to take the best player on the board would be the smart decision here. Oh, I do want to add, um, they're a candidate to take Kyle Trask way too early, though. <laughs> judging by rumors I've heard. I, I oh, thought about it for God. a second. But. I have ripped the way through. podcast. Yes, yes. Remember what I, I was going off on? Yes, Ryan Pace got a beating on this one. <laughs> uh, there's, there's been a trade at 21. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts have traded down to 29 with the Green Bay Packers, oh. who jump up to 21 wow. and give a third-round pick. And the Jesus Christ. And uh, if you'd like to try that one more time, the pick is in. There it is. At 21, the Green Bay Packers move up eight spots to take wide receiver Rashawn Bateman out of Minnesota. Um, I am the Green Bay Packers. Second time I've moved up in this draft. 
I think this is a necessary jump for the Packers. I had mocked Bateman going at 20 to the Bears and the Packers eventually drafting Rondell Moore at 29. But with the opportunity to jump up here, Dan said he was looking to move down. I couldn't resist. The Packers, to me, fucked up last year by drafting Jordan Love and then pissing Aaron Rodgers off. Uh, and I think if they want to keep him happy after the caliber that he played at last year, they need to draft a wide receiver for him. He's lacking weapons outside of Adams and Tunyon. I know they already paid Aaron Jones to come back, but I think um, drafting Sean Bateman gives them a lot of opportunities to stretch the field and would make Rodgers very happy. Uh, anybody else can hop in on that, and then I will announce the pick at 22. Um, yeah, pick at 22. If anybody has nothing to add on Bateman for the Packers. I like him a lot. I think this would be a great move for the Green Bay Packers to get another wide receiver. They really didn't go out and get one during free agency, which was kind of surprising. thought they would. Will Fuller. Will Fuller would be a prime candidate. I think Connor had Juju Smith-Schuster landing there. They He went back to Pittsburgh, so clearly a wide receiver needy team, and I, I think this would be a good pick to trade up. Just to add on top, um, I like Bateman um, just kind of coming from the indie side of this trade. Um, we don't have a lot of picks. Um, I know the the team is kind of in a win-now mode and doesn't have a lot of needs, but the positions I'm trying to target, um, I don't like the value at 21. I'd rather move back, get some picks, and uh, then take the player I'm targeting later in the draft. Yeah, yeah adding a third never hurts. Uh, and then, Evan, if you'd like to jingle, the pick is in at 22. Uh, so Connor Newman and the Tennessee Titans were on the clock at 22, and they have selected cornerback Greg Newsom II out of Northwestern. I had him mocked Isn't here, so great? so go me. Um, this puts Evan and the New York Jets on the clock at yeah. 23. Real quick, I'd just like to say he was my pick at 23, so fuck you, Connor. I had you actually taking Farley at 23. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Samuel's still on the board, just saying. I love he is. I know. I love I Asante know. Samuel. I've ranked Asante Samuel over Greg Newsom in the past. I think Greg Newsom's better outside corner than Asante Samuel, though. So I guess it depends on your need. But I think the Titans kind of need an outside guy after losing Jackson and Malcolm Butler. Yep. Yep. And well, Samuel's basically a Dory Jackson if you look at his size, the way he plays everything. So they went and got Desmond King and then didn't pay him. Um, shame yeah I can see the Titans I, I kind of think that they're if they go corner in the first round they'll go receiver in the second round or they could go receiver in the first round and then corner in the second round I think it's going to be a vice versa type situation with them I think so. Pat Rearmouth could also be a target for them in the second round to replace Jonu Smith possibly yeah so. uh, Jets on the clock yeah Filling some time. Red Sox nice win tonight, 4-2 over the Blue Jays. They've been streaking as of late. See it. Uh, Newman, your Mariners is red hot. Yep, lost today to the Dodgers, one nothing, but that's okay. It happens. Yeah, Marco Gonzalez pitched well. Uh, is, is, are the Jets out of time? The Jets have uh, – I just have to submit the pick. Okay. The Jets have 15 seconds, so they better submit. 
You better submit, and they better do it fast, or they will be uh, forfeiting the 23rd overall pick. And the Steelers, me, would love to jump up there. So hurry your ass up. All right. (laughs) With the 23rd overall pick, the Jets are going to select. Sleep after picking. (laughs) Jason, I always butcher this name away. What is it? I don't fucking know, Dan. You made a face at me. Edge rusher. All right, Jason Owe. I I, I just hate the pick. I I would have to agree with Dan on this one. I also hate that pick with Quiddy Pay and Aziz Oshawari on the board still, but. Well, this is a guy that apparently reportedly is shooting up draft boards across the league. And I think he's been, I think he's a guy that has that potential. I don't know enough about him to say that he's going to be great. Jets have so many needs, though. I was thinking maybe cornerback. Newman, you know, told me to fuck off a pick ago. Uh, I would have taken uh, – <laughs> so, this was tough, but I think they need an edge rusher. This team doesn't sack anybody. It's- yeah, but you're also drafting a guy that didn't record a sack last season. <laughs> you just – yeah, yeah. Unfortunately well, – um... <laughs> yeah, I just don't like that fit. <laughs> is a much better player. Aziz Ojolari is a much better player. It's oh, you know, from a more like, so yeah. from a little less like explosive perspective. Yeah. I hate that pick, but like, I think it gets <laughs> a little too much hate though. I, I don't think it deserves the hate it got just now. I think away has all the physical tools. I actually do have him as a late first round prospect still. So sorry for jumping on you there. Ev. It's, he could be the best edge rusher in this class. Like, it's possible. He has that potential. It's just tough when he didn't record a sack. But he had pressure, so that stat's a little misleading. It's not like he didn't do anything. He just couldn't get there for whatever reason. But he might have more potential than half the guys in this class. He's basically Gregory Russo, but less sacks. All right. Um, the pick at 24 of the steel. The pick at 24, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, before I got cut off. Um, Walker Little tackle out of Stanford to Pittsburgh at 24. This puts the Jacksonville Jaguars and Frankie on the clock at 25. Um, So I took Little here. I had him actually mocked out to me at 24. I thought about uh, pay here. Um, they lost um, Bud Dupree. I know Pay isn't an edge rusher. Um, but I think the need for Little is big here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they lost Villanueva as well oh, as Pouncey. Yeah. Um, so I think Little is a solid fit here. Um, I know Frankie and Dan definitely know more about offensive line prospects, but I, I'm pretty sure Little is the best one left. Well, real right? quick, I'd just like to say Frankie clearly has a boner for these offensive linemen. And secondly, um, <laughs> you know, Leva is visiting the ball this week, so we'll have, to, we'll have to see if he does decide to leave, which it looks like he will. So I like to pick home from that standpoint. Thank you. I, I love that pick. I like Walker Little a lot. He could well be one of the best tackles in this class. He's The only reason he's falling down boards is because he opted out. So, I mean, right. yeah. Him and Paulson Adebo are both getting a lot more hate than they should be in this draft, and they're both going to be good. Walker Little, for me, is not even the top six tackle. Uh, wow. But <laughs> that's just my own. I, I got some other guys ahead of him that I like better. Um 
I know he opted out, so it's probably a little skewed, but he also has some injury issues, so, you know, so I don't know. He had he had a torn ACL in 2019, I believe it was, and then he opted out this year. So that's why he's falling down draft boards. Um, I like him a lot as a prospect. I think safer picks without the injury, maybe Dylan Radunes or something like that. But I, I think Walker Little has higher potential than those guys. All right. Uh, the pick at 25 is in. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Frankie are selecting tight end Pat Freermith out of Penn State. Uh, my initial reaction to this, Frankie, real quick, um, I'm surprised, but I'll let you explain. Uh, before I do, this puts the Cleveland Browns and Dan Hayes on the clock at 26. Yeah, I don't blame you for being surprised. Um, I love Pat Freermouth as a prospect. I think in the words of uh, – what's his name? Marcus Wilkins, the uh, otherwise known as that franchise guy. He is baby grunk. Um, the dude, the dude plays the, he balls. He didn't have the production this year, but Penn state in general just wasn't what they usually are this year. I feel like with the COVID season, especially I, I loved him the year before. Um, I think as far as tight end prospects go, if we're not talking about a Kyle Pitts, we haven't really seen a pat for your mouth in a while. Um, and I also think there's plenty of possibility for him to be gone before the beginning of, or before middle of the second round where a lot of people think he's going to be. If you have the Jaguars getting Trevor Lawrence, a fantastic tight end target, who's also going to block for your fantastic undrafted rookie or not undrafted, but was he undrafted? Was Jackson? Yeah for your undrafted rookie running back next year. I mean, the dude, the dude's a good fit. Yeah, Frankie, I mean, I, I was surprised just because everybody does have him mid-second round, but I, I definitely like the fit a lot. Um, the, if anybody else wants to chime in before I announce the pick. I think they lost Eifert, too. Yeah. I mean, Eifert hasn't been there since he was on the Bengals anyway, so. <laughs> All right, ready? Yep. All right, at pick 26, the Cleveland Browns and Dan select Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Um, this puts the Las Vegas Raiders and Connor, or sorry, Baltimore Ravens and Connor Newman on the clock at 27. Dan, would you like to explain? You're muted. Yeah, so I know they just signed. Uh... Uh, Jadavion Clowney did that one-year deal, but um, I mean, he's shown not really to kind of stick wherever he goes. He's got injury issues um, and he's only getting older and it's only a one-year deal. And this is just value I can't pass up. This is uh, the top edge rusher in the class. It's falling all the way to 26. Now for the future, I get the pair of Miles Garrett with Quiddy Pay. So I'm looking pretty on that defensive line. I, I know Carrier's a, a need, but how do you think he'll fit in with Clowney? Um, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, I think on certain downs, um, Quiddy Pay may have to kick inside um, or Jadavion Clowney may have to come off the field type stuff, but it's only a one-year deal. He's going to be a rookie. He's not going to be in every day. He doesn't have to be out there every down. You could get him rotating, and that kind of helps Clowney if they're rotating. He's not going to have a lot of snap counts. He's not going to be injured. Um, so I think that's a good situation for uh, Cleveland. You kind of get a pass rusher that could kick inside, 
but also play outside and help Clowney stay off the field and not get injured. So. Yeah, I like the fit, Dan. Solid pick. If nobody else has – Jesus, fuck. <laughs> if nobody else – Like Sutter, you, you, take, you start talking, you take a pause, and I don't know what the fuck Well, because I'm say. trying to allow anybody else who wants to talk to talk. But uh, anyways, fuck it. I've been firing picks ago. Fuck it. At pick 27, the Baltimore Ravens are selecting another fucking tough name. Aziz Ojilare, edge rusher out of Georgia. Uh, this puts the New Orleans Saints and Evan on the clock. Like it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think uh, if, if Ojulare were to fall to 27, I think the Ravens would be busting their ass to get that draft card up to the stage. Uh, they lost Judon, they lost Ngakwe, uh, and Ojulare can defend the run. He can rush from outside anywhere. That he, I think he's a good fit with the Ravens and their scheme, so I think they would be happy to get him uh, late in the first. I fell in love with Old Delari watching uh, Georgia play Cincinnati. I know it was a backup left tackle for uh, Cincinnati, but he single-handedly won them that game in the second half. Uh, it, it was truly insane to watch. You just watched him every snap, come off the edge, win on his pass rush, and just sack the quarterback almost every time or cause pressure. He single-handedly won the game. Wasn't that a tackle like the huge guy too, that massive tackle? Yeah. He's, he's what was he like six seven three something like 350 he's just way yeah. too athletic and fast for the guy yeah so i think that's a good that's a good show out for him it shows that he can beat a power guy at the very least so all right good stuff boys uh the pick at 28 is in The New Orleans Saints will be selecting edge rusher Jalen Phillips out of the University of Miami at pick 28. This puts the Indianapolis Colts, who traded down from 21, and Dan on the clock at 29. Yeah, so with Jalen Phillips going here, I think it's a great fit. They just lost Trey Hendrickson, and we know what kind of boost he gave them. I want to say he had over 12 and a half sacks this past season, so they clearly – have a need on that edge and I think bringing in Jalen Phillips who I'm kind of surprised is still here would be a great ad for Sean Payton I get the whole Kyle Trask stuff but you know maybe in the second round I don't think that's as much of a need you got to see how Winston performs this year and go from there uh, so that was just my my thoughts behind the selection Evan, for all the hate I gave you for that last pick, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a thumbs up for this one. I love that. I've mocked him there a few times. I think um, Phillips is the best edge rusher in this class. If it wasn't for the fact that he's a concussion away from retirement, I think he'd be a top 10 pick easily in this draft. So that's a great pick for them. All right. At pick 29, the Indianapolis Colts are selecting... Tackle Samuel Cosme, Daniel after him. Is it Wisconsin? In Texas. Where is it? Texas. Texas. Samuel Cosme, tackle from Texas. This puts Frankie and the Buffalo Bills on the clock at 30. Dan, trading down from 21. Is this a guy that you would have thought about at 21 but felt better value at 29? 
Absolutely. Um, for me, um, they don't have a left tackle because Castanzo uh, retired. Um, it's kind of a glaring need is that left tackle spot. Um, and kind of looking at it, Samuel Cosby is a left tackle. There's some tackles that are around that are right tackles. Um, so I think Samuel Cosme being able to be a true left tackle and kind of fill in and help protect Carson Wentz is going to be a huge thing for that offense. Um, you kind of look at some mock drafts, they're like, oh, they're going to get a receiver. They're going to get an edge rusher. We saw what Carson Wentz was with the Eagles with no protection. He wasn't that good. He is going to need a good pocket in this Indianapolis offense to become what he was in his almost MVP type season before he got hurt, obviously. So I think Cosme is going to allow Carson Wentz and that offense to be pretty damn good. That's yeah, a good fit, Dan. They definitely do need some offensive line help. Anybody else want to add anything on before I announce the 30th pick? I think it real quick. I think it helps having the offensive line that they do bringing in a rookie. I feel like, you know, maybe his, his like weaknesses will, I guess, be more like subdued based on the rest of the guys who are fantastic. Yeah. Great point, Evan. All right. I pick 30. Frankie's Buffalo Bills are selecting Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. This puts the Kansas City Chiefs and Dan on the clock at 31. Frankie? All right. So, yeah, I'm, I've made it pretty clear. I think I, I like Asante Samuel, especially as a um, slot corner. And I think the Bills are a fantastic football team. However, if you watch that Chiefs playoff game, you know one thing, and that is they cannot cover Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying Asante Samuel will help them do that, but I think that team needs another corner because Tredavious White cannot do it himself. Um, I like Asante Samuel a lot. The dude balls. Um, I guess that I comp him to like an Adoree Jackson type figure. Um I think if they have any, if they want any chance of making a long playoff run that they want and maybe getting past the Chiefs, they have to do something about that defense that will help them neutralize Patrick Mahomes at least a little. And that will help. Frankie, I had you taking Samuel at 30. Great pick. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, the pick is in if Newman and Evan or Dan have no other opinions. No, I just know from Madden he developed damn good. So, give him that superstar. <laughs> All right, with pick thirty-one, Dan and the Kansas City Chiefs select tackle Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame. This will put the Buccaneers at thirty-two. That's Connor Newman, the last pick of the first round. Our last pick of the night. Newman, you're on the clock. Dan, explain your pick. Well, the Chiefs went very aggressive in free agency to go get uh, interior help for Patrick Mahomes, getting Joe Tooney and Kyle Long. Uh, so now with this uh, 31st pick, you're just looking at the best tackle on the board and whoever it is. And for me, it's Liam Eichenberg. Uh, you take that guy. And um, for me, he's going to slide in the right tackle. I know they signed Mike Remmers. Um I think you just kick Mike Remmers over the left tackle and you got a pretty damn good offensive line day one to help protect Patrick Mahomes. We saw in the Super Bowl what happened. 
um, I think that this helps all those problems. And you're probably going to see KC kind of have this rebound year at, offensively. Not that their offense was bad last year by any means, but their offensive line certainly struggled at times. Uh, are there any other thoughts before we get to our last pick? I was kind of surprised you picked him over Redunes, Dan. Um, yeah, for me, Eichenberg is the bet is better um, on my board. I mean, it's a difference of, I think, tackle six and seven, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's close. I, I was just surprised. I thought you liked Redunes a lot. I think it's a better fit, maybe. Yeah. All right. With the 32nd pick, final pick of the first round, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have selected Gregory Russo, defensive lineman out of Miami. Uh, this concludes our mock draft. Numa, uh, Newman, if you'd like to explain. Yeah, I mean, I think the Buccaneers are a pretty complete team in all aspects. So I, I kind of just went – I know uh, a lot of what I've been reading about says D-line probably for them. I went with my best D-lineman available left in Rousseau. Uh, had 15 and a half sacks last year. Played both inside and outside on the D-line. So I'm sure the Bucs will find a way to uh, use him. Uh, I mean, we saw their D-line last year in the Super Bowl. I mean, adding Rousseau wherever he fits in can only make them even better. Absolutely. Yeah. I really like that pick. I mean, he's going to be raw when he first gets there, but you, if you have somebody on the inside, like Ndamukong and Sue, who's really there for one more year, he's going to leave Gregory Rousseau come Gregory Rousseau comes in year two. And you're talking about a front seven. That's just not going to miss a beat. Especially for a team with no real needs. I mean, to get a developmental prospect with that ceiling is just, that's a great pick if he's still there. Kind of reminds me um, of a, uh, Mar I believe his first name is Marcus Davenport. Saints pick a few years ago, really raw prospect. Obviously, Davenport hasn't been as good as the Saints have hoped. But I, I like all the reasoning I've heard. I think this is a great pick, Newman. That pretty much wraps it up for us. Um, we just had the first round planned. Frankie and Dan, thank you so much for joining. This was a lot of fun. And thank you guys for having us on. This was a lot of fun. I agree. Absolutely. We'll have to revisit once the draft is over, examine our Definitely. picks. I think that would be fun. Definitely. Anything else uh, to add before we conclude? Um, we'd love to have you guys on again, even during the season, too, to discuss kind of what's Stock going football, on yeah. maybe some fantasy talk that's sort of for sure definitely anytime you guys want us on for some football talk i'm sure i'm sure we'll always be down so <laughs> all right boys uh that wraps it up great episode thanks for listening and we'll see you next week